Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach, Samantha Shatek, teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hey there, how's it going? Thanks for joining me today and welcome to this episode. Today, I'm going to be digging into feelings. And I know that especially in our culture, this is kind of a tough subject, even for women, but I know especially for men, or I should say most men, not all men. I think that they're so important. And the reason that I'm doing this episode is I just have been working with my clients and myself so much on processing feelings. And the sad truth is that a couple years ago, when I was working with a coach, I realized that up until that point, I really didn't know that I didn't know how to process a feeling and what that even felt like or looked like or what that meant. Feelings are central to who we are. They drive our actions they drive our motivation. Feelings can hold us back or they can propel us forward. And as much as people want to pretend like they don't have feelings, if you're human walking the earth, you have feelings. And it's appalling to me that we don't learn how to process them or what they are or why it's important. And that we treat it as such a shameful secret thing as if we all aren't walking around with feelings like, oh my God, you have a feeling. I have a feeling too. I just think it's really central. And I know, you know, people in certain realms talk about feelings and sensations and somatic practices. But I think by and large, people still don't know this information. And so my goal today is I want to talk about what is a feeling and try to define it. I'm going to talk about why I think it's important to be able to deal with and process feelings. And then lastly, I am going to go through with you my 10-step process in what it means to process a feeling and how to do that. And also, I'm going to put a link in the show notes so that you have my 10-step process. I want to give that to you. So I'd love to just dive in. Are you ready? Let's go. So what is a feeling? So I know I've talked about this before on the podcast. A little bit of it is repeat, but a feeling is a vibration in the body. So we feel emotions with our body, not necessarily with our mind. We feel emotions in our body as a vibration and that typically we correlate as a sensation. So emotions and feelings, I'm going to use those words interchangeably. They're typically caused by and correlated with a thought that you are thinking. And if you go back and listen to my series on the model, you'll understand more about how thinking and feeling is correlated. I'm not going to dive too much into that today. But your thought that you're having or thoughts will have a certain vibration and it has a specific frequency 
And it correlates then with the quality of the feeling that you have, depending on what the thought or feeling is. For example, now this is not a judgment on feelings. It's just a fact that on the emotional scale, joy has a higher frequency than sadness, which has a lower frequency. So, you know, you might not always be aware of the specific thought or groups of thoughts that are causing your feelings, but it's usually related. Now, the caveat to that is sometimes our feelings will arise from the body first, and we can just feel the sensation sometimes without the thought. And the example is you're on a roller coaster, and you're not having any thought at all other than maybe you're terrified. But when you feel the sensation of going down the steep slope, you might have butterflies in your stomach. But then what happens is when we're going down that roller coaster, that motion will trigger butterflies in our stomach. But we then could interpret that in one of two ways. We could interpret that as excitement and adventure and have a great experience. Or we can interpret that as, oh my God, I'm going to die and I'm scared. So even though we have sometimes bodily sensations first based on movement or motion or other factors, we then tend to also add our own thought and interpretation to those sensations or our judgments instead of just being present with the sensation and processing it through. According to Joan Rosenberg, PhD, as well as neuroscientist, feelings, which again, I'm going to remind you are simply sensations in the body. So like if you feel butterflies in the stomach, if you feel a tightness in your throat, those are also interchangeable with what I'm referring to as emotions or feelings. The biological lifespan of a feeling, according to neuroscientist and Joan Rosenberg, PhD, lasts 90 seconds or less. Now, the reason they sometimes feel like they last longer than 90 seconds is that we keep rethinking about what just happened, which then will re-trigger the feeling in our body. And that cycle will perpetuate over and over until we stop thinking about the thing that happened perpetually. But the actual biological lifespan of one feeling from start to finish last about 90 seconds. The reason I'm telling you about this research is because if you can handle anything for 90 seconds, what's so bad about dealing with one thing, one feeling that's hard for 90 seconds? I think we all can do that. But I think we feel like it's this overwhelming monster and we anticipate how bad it's going to feel. And sometimes, yeah, it feels really shitty. Our feelings can be really difficult. But if we keep in mind that the feeling itself only lasts 90 seconds, we can breathe and deal with anything for 90 seconds. So Dr. Rosenberg, in her book, 90 Seconds to a Life You Love, she teaches us to be aware and then consciously lean into and balance these unpleasant emotions by being able to ride one or more 90 second waves of these bodily sensations. And so by staying present to these eight feelings that I'm going to talk about here in just a moment, because these are the especially hard ones or difficult ones that people tend to avoid, according to research, that we can cultivate the confidence that we can handle any of life's challenges. And we have the deep sense 
that we can pursue then whatever we want. Why is it important to know how to deal with and process our feelings? Like, why should you care? Why should I care? So here's the deal. Simply put, we really need to know how to manage our most difficult feelings because that's what's going to build the emotional strength and resilience in order to create the life that you want, the life of your dreams. Because here's the deal. If you're not afraid to feel and process any feeling that could come up, there's literally nothing that you can't or won't do because the worst thing that will happen to you is a feeling. Yes, horrible things happen and it can affect your life, but if you can handle the feelings, then that means you can handle anything and that you can handle life. What does this mean? This means you're going to be more likely to seek opportunities and connections. It's going to mean that you're going to be more likely to say yes to important speaking engagements or meetings. It means that you're going to be more likely to engage in difficult but crucial conversations. It's kind of revolutionary just to think about how could your life be so much different if you weren't afraid to literally feel anything. You know, you have social anxiety. You're not afraid to feel anxious. You're not afraid to feel not enough. You're not afraid to feel like an imposter. So you do the thing that you've wanted to do. You're not afraid to feel ashamed. So you give the public speech. You do more things and you put yourself in places that you normally wouldn't put yourself because you would shy away from not necessarily the situation, but the feeling. And I'm talking about safe situations that are meant for our growth and evolution. I'm not talking about putting ourselves in mindless and in dangerous situations, obviously. So just to be clear on that. Dr. Joan Rosenberg, she's practiced for 30 years as a psychologist. And here are the eight feelings that she finds most often blocks people from success and feeling capable in life. And also, this is what she finds that people feel like they can't handle or move through these unpleasant feelings. And they are sadness, shame, helplessness, anger, embarrassment, disappointment, frustration, and vulnerability. I'm going to say those again. And when I read these, I want you to think about and feel into your life and your emotional landscape. And I want you to note to yourself what emotions of these are the hardest for you to process currently or to deal with or that you absolutely don't want to feel because those are the places that you can lean into. So I'm going to read them again and I want you to really tune in to what feelings are the hardest for you to feel that you're the least likely to want to deal with, okay? Sadness, shame, helplessness, anger, embarrassment, disappointment, frustration, and vulnerability. Eight emotions that most often will block people from success or feeling capable in their life is their inability to experience these eight emotions. So I want you to just start thinking about 
How could your life be different if you're willing to lean in to these emotions? And I'm going to give you the tools later in this episode to try to process those feelings. Knowing how to deal with these intense, overwhelming, or uncomfortable feelings is really seriously essential, you guys, to building confidence, emotional strength, and resilience. And when we distract or try to disconnect or push away these feelings, we move more away from confidence. We move further away from real health. And we move farther away from our goals and the life of our dreams. And we ultimately end up, I think, undermining our ability to fully realize our fullest potential. When we push feelings away or ignore them, they don't get the space and airtime they need to vibrate through us. And they end up bogging our system down. We are an energetic being. And when we have too much built up, it's going to bog us down. It's going to create issues. It's going to create problems in all areas of our health and our life unprocessed feelings can get stuck in our tissues, in our fascia, in our organs, and in our mind and in our psyche. And we we have to take a lot of energy. We waste a lot of our energy pushing away our feelings, pushing them down, managing them and taming them. And that's exhausting, y'all. And when we don't deal with our feelings, We tend to put a lot of energy into numbing or suppressing them, and we do things that harm us or at best end up distracting us from our goals. So for example, addictions of all kinds run rampant because we don't want to feel hard emotions. Think about how many problems in our society stem from not willing to be able to feel these hard emotions. And I know that addiction is a complicated subject, but at the core of it is not being comfortable with feeling something. And so obviously, you know what these are, but some aren't obvious. Gambling, sex, porn, food, drugs of all kinds, including alcohol, including caffeine, Netflix, social media, overworking. We forget about that, that sometimes you know, work is such a noble pursuit and we do want to work hard, but we can overwork to distract from our feelings. And I think this is like, quote unquote, a healthier addiction. And it's not as easy to see as some other addictions. So people get trapped in that. And sometimes the truth is, even if we wanted to feel our feelings or if we were willing to, we don't know how because no one's ever taught us or showed us what that looks or feels like. I just learned it, as I said, a couple years ago, and I was super upset that this is the first time that I'm learning what seemed like a basic skill for being a human being on the earth. And, you know, I just also want to talk about we can do this thing where we push away our feelings or numb them, but we can also swing to the other end of the spectrum. And so conversely, if we acknowledge our feeling but over identify with it and attach to it and yet we still never process it or let it pass through us we keep perpetuating the thought that's associated with the feeling over and over and then sometimes this is to the detriment of our well-being and health so we keep the feeling alive and we let it overwhelm us and hijack us and we can't really function or be practical either. So that's not good. It's like, yes, you're feeling the feeling, but 
it's running you, you're not running it, and you're out of control with it. I'm imagining this middle way, as the Buddhists say, or this balance of we're not pushing feelings away, we're not ignoring them, or if we do have to ignore them because life is busy and we can't process them in the moment, we make a commitment to ourselves to process them eventually when we're in a safe space. And yet we're not, and, and I'm talking here to my HSPs, my highly sensitive people, my empaths, we feel things really deeply and really intensely, but that doesn't mean that we can't learn to manage the feelings and not let them overwhelm and hijack us. And that does come with practice and it is possible to be able to process your feelings or feeling without letting it overwhelm you. I guess it's just so sad to me that no one tells us how to process the feelings that we have as a human. And it's not that we maybe don't express ourselves, but to actually learn this specific skill I think it should be an essential part of education as a human living on earth because, hey, I got news for you. No one actually escapes their emotions or feelings ever because even if you don't acknowledge it, it will get your attention in other ways through disease, through anxiety, through a number of ways that don't serve you, through relationships that are strained because you don't know how to feel the feelings and communicate those feelings or you're, you know, overwhelmed with them. It really wrecks a lot of havoc on us as individuals and society. And if we're lucky, we end up learning this skill as an adult. And if not, we could potentially live the rest of our lives at the whim of our emotions, or end up with addictions that harm us, kill us, or at the very best, prevent us from living into our fullest potential. Okay, so and I just want to give a warning. So the work of processing emotions is not easy. It's not supposed to be. It sucks. It's shitty. But guess what? The rewards far surpass the few minutes of discomfort that you're going to feel now processing them. And just like many things in life, this theme of delayed gratification is huge here. Because guess what? If you don't process them now, the discomfort that you'll probably feel in your life will be far greater. Discomfort maybe in the form of failed relationships or loneliness and isolation or addictions that are creating health issues, lack of connection, and a myriad of other health problems, not to mention issues at work, probably not reaching your full potential probably not making as much money as you could, and probably not a willingness to try things that are new or change your identity or your story and go for your dreams. And maybe a less fulfilled life may be full of regret. Now, I'm not saying that you have to process every single feeling all the time. What I'm suggesting and encouraging and what I've been doing for myself is processing as much as you can. And here's the 10 steps I'm going to talk about for processing a feeling. And I'm going to set up the stage here for you just to give a little background. So in the beginning, when you're starting to process your feelings, 
And this could also be with feelings that are way more intense or vulnerable and potentially triggering. In the beginning, when you're first starting this, or if it's a more intense feeling, I recommend that you intentionally set aside a time, and this could be anywhere from five minutes or ideally more, of uninterrupted time and a relatively safe or quiet space. So ideally, you will get into a comfortable position, and this could be lying down or sitting, whatever is most comfortable or whatever you have access to. It could be literally in your car on your lunch break. It could be in the bathroom if you need it to be. It can be ideally in your bed or in a chair in a safe, quiet place. But you can get creative with it. And I suggest that if you feel safe, that you close your eyes because then you can focus your attention inward without the external visual stimuli trying to compete for your attention. Okay. So you can either process a feeling that is actively happening or just happened, or you can intentionally recall a hard or triggering scenario from your past, whether it be recent past or far away past that created challenging feelings that you never got to process for whatever reason. Eventually, you will also be able to process feelings in this very same way with your eyes open as you go about your day and interact in the world and no one will know you're doing it. But because this is a new skill, at first, ideally, you start in the privacy of your own home and you get familiar with the process. And I just want to say this too, like if you're a human living on earth, even if you don't know these steps quite yet, I'm fairly certain you've had to process a fair amount of information and feelings when you've been out and about in your life in a variety of scenarios. And you're probably just not aware to the extent that you've processed it. But what happens is if we're not tuning in, we get overwhelmed and we don't complete the process. I just want to say that even though this format is new to you, you're a human on the earth. I mean, unless you're not a human and you're part alien, then I'm not sure. But (laughs) you have experience doing this. I'm just setting it up for you to have a more complete process. First of all, I ask these questions to my client. I have them close their eyes. And so you can ask these questions to yourself Once you know the questions, it'll become more organic. But what you can do is you can look at the questions, close your eyes and think about each question. If you feel safe or comfortable, you can bring this to somebody you trust to have them prompt you. Or you can prompt someone else if you're comfortable holding space for someone else. I'm going to tell you the questions that I ask that are an example of how to process a feeling. Okay, So the first question I ask, well, usually what I'll do is I'll have my client take some deep breaths. I'll usually do like a brief meditation just to have them ground into the chair that they're sitting and into the space. And I might just say a few words to help them settle in. And if the emotion that they're feeling is activated, I can just dive right into this. If it's not activated, they might have to access it a little bit more. So these are the questions. So I ask, if you want to close your eyes and focus on an emotion right now, I'm going to invite you to do so if you're ready to do that. Otherwise, you can just listen and come back and play these questions when you're ready to actually do the processing 
It might be more difficult if you're driving or not in a quiet place. But if you are in a quiet place and want to think about a feeling or an emotion that's come up recently that you would like to process, please do so. And only do so if you feel safe bringing that up. Okay, so the first question is, where is this emotion located in your body? Is it in one location or multiple areas? So for example, if you close your eyes and sense into the feeling that you're processing, is it in your throat? Is it in your stomach? Is it in your head? Is it in your hips? Or is it in multiple locations? So just tuning into where is this? So an easy example is for most people, nervousness or anxiety will look like or feel like butterflies in their stomach or tightness in their stomach, throat, or chest. So just feeling into right now in your body, see if you can locate it. And if you can't, don't panic. That's okay. Sometimes the skill takes practice because we're not used to doing it. So then once you have it located, or if you can't locate it, that's okay. Just hang in there and listen to the other questions. Maybe something else will resonate. How big is the feeling? In other words, is it contained inside of your body? Or is it in just a particular organ or area? Or is the feeling expanding beyond the borders of your physical body? Like does the feeling and sensation feel so big that it's outside of your skin or does it feel like it's contained but at the edges of your body on the inside or is it really tiny? So just trying to feel into the size, the dimensions, three-dimensionally, front to back in your body and side to side and also from head to toe. What area is the emotion taking up? Okay, so keep tuning in and how heavy or dense is it? In other words, when you tune into that feeling or sensation in your body, is it as heavy as a piano or is it more light like a feather? Or is it something in between? What is the weight of it? Does it feel heavy and like crushing? I know sometimes with anxiety or tough feelings, it feels like your, your chest feels heavy Sometimes it's more of a light feeling. So you can think of an object if that helps or just get a weight in mind. How dense is it? And then the next question to tune into while you're tuning into your body is what is the temperature? Is it hot and warm or burning? Or does it feel cold and freezing? Or is it somewhere in between? Or maybe it's alternating. Is there a temperature to it? Okay, and then the next question is, what color or colors is it? Is maybe there a transparency to it? Is it gold or silver? Or is it a bold color? Maybe it's black. Is there, see if you can sense into what color it feels like. And again, if if you can't answer any of these questions, you don't have to answer everyone, but there's, certain questions that might resonate more than others and that's okay and then what is the texture of the feeling for example is there any material that it feels similar to like does it feel like sticky and heavy and slow like molasses does it feel sharp like glass does it feel light like feathers 
Does it feel tough like iron or steel? Or does it feel tough but flammable like wood? Is there any material when you feel into it? Maybe it feels like chiffon. Seeing if there is a material or a fabric or a compound that it feels similar to. And then another question to ask is, what is the speed of it? In other words, is it pulsing really quickly or buzzing? Or is it dripping and morphing and changing slowly? Is it moving in any direction or is it still and hovering? So is there movement? And if there's movement, is it up and down? Is it in a circle? Or is it just kind of lingering and hovering? And what is the speed of it? Does it feel pulsy and buzzy or slow and even? Or erratic? Does it sometimes feel slow, sometimes fast? Just feeling into the sensations in your body, getting out of your head, staying in your body. Are any memories or images from your past coming up with this feeling? If so, acknowledge them and then return to the sensation in your body and your breath. So just scanning to see with this emotion or feeling, are memories or images from the past coming up? And if so, just acknowledging them, taking note, and then returning to the sensations in your body and breath in this moment. And now you can re-ask yourself, or if you're the person guiding someone through this, you can re-ask some of these same questions again to see if anything has changed. Because what happens is, when we acknowledge and pay attention to our feelings in this way, they truly feel seen. The act of turning our awareness onto ourself and onto our bodies and of being present with them, because they're an entity and they have a life of their own in a way, this tends to help them dissipate and they tend to change and then diminish It's almost like a small child when they beg for your attention and then they finally get acknowledged or they get your attention, they feel better. And our feelings are just like that. So as we continue to tune into the feelings and hold space for ourselves or for someone else, and we re-ask some of these same questions, like tuning back in, has the heaviness changed? Now what color is it? And a big one is how has it changed in your body? Is it in a different body part? Sometimes what happens is a feeling might be in your heart and throat and it's moving up and out and it goes out through your head and and then it disappears. So just continuing to tune in until the feeling diminishes. And as soon as the feeling diminishes and it's not as strong That means that you may not have processed every single feeling, but you process that feeling in that moment because it doesn't have the charge that it had just moments before. These are my steps that I created to help you and help myself and help clients pay attention 
and process these all important feelings. Because this is so effective and so important, I have created a PDF document for you that you can download for free. All you have to do is go to my website. I'm going to list the link in the show notes. All you do is pop your email in there and you will then receive a downloadable link that will pull up that PDF. You can save it on your computer and you can have access to it so that you can go through this list anytime you need it. You can give this list to other people. I find that this work is profound and it's simple, yet it's extremely difficult, but it is so, so important. So go grab that PDF so that you can do this exercise anytime you want for reference. Head to my website at www.rebelheartcoaching.com slash work with me and pop your email in the form and you will get a link super easy, super quick. I want to encourage you to start making intentional space to process your feelings. And when you get comfortable, don't abandon yourself. I want you to check in with yourself, even when you're with people. I want to get to the point personally in my life where I can be walking along with someone or in a crowd or at a party and I'm processing the most intense feelings that I've ever processed and still functioning so that no one knows that I'm processing it, but I'm truly sitting with my feeling and experiencing the sensations in my body and letting it pass through me because then it doesn't weigh me down and I can do more things in my life when I'm not afraid of a little discomfort now. So I want to encourage you to just start this process of tuning into the sensations in your body and just being present with them. And even if that's only a minute while you're going to the bathroom or filling your water bottle, one minute is better than no minutes. And I hope that you feel more confident and comfortable in exploring this process in learning to deal with your emotions and not push them away and not cling to them and let them run your life and that you can allow feelings and process through them as needed. I know that if we can all do this, that we're all going to be better. We're going to all improve. And I think that this is really one of the keys to our well-being. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one, and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside. Hey, no, 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 no.